Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Lots on in the next couple of hours of radio. I'll be speaking to Dave Reynolds, the V8 Supercar Champion. He'll be giving us a little bit of a heads up for the Sydney Super Sprint. Uh, we'll also have a Sydney Crime in Brief. This is where I try to pretend I'm like Crime Stoppers, but do a pretty ordinary job of it. You're going to get in on your high horse again today? Yeah, I don't know. I was okay. going to come in on a little tiny pony after yesterday. I did take a <laughs> massive... I did get a high horse in yesterday. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Maybe at five o'clock. See what the mood's okay. like. Uh, I'll also be giving you a chance to come to the tour at the Camper Down uh, Brewers Excursion. Do you want to try again? What do, what do we call it? Wayward that? Brewing Company. Yeah, but it's what is it? A, it's a Brewers Excursion. It's the Tourie. It's the Tourie. Yeah. That's what I just said. Don't correct me when I've already, already said it. But up next, a great comedian and now a fantastic actor. He's got a brand new TV show on stand called The Other Guy. It is very, very good. Matt O'Kine. Yes, he's from Triple J. It's like a rescue shelter for them here. Is it? Yeah. It's a retirement home. Oh, my God. That's just taking my job. 104.9. Triple M. If you don't have Stan, the streaming service, seriously consider getting it. I have it, and it is definitely value for money. There's lots of the, the things you'd normally expect from a, a screening service, but they also have original productions, and one that is about to hit screens on Stan is The Other Guy. Can we have the audio now? Oh, sorry, mate. I pointed. What would make the two of you throw away <laughs> 10 years? She cheated on you. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Tonight we're going to go drinks at mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have been poisoned, and the only cure is chips. This is vomit. And writer, actor, and former radio star Matt O'Kine joins me in the studio. It's great to have you here, Matt. What's it like being hey. triple M? Doing your head in? I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm Welcome definitely not going to lie. Welcome to the dark side, Matty. It's good. I can say product names here, yeah. though. That's fine. You can yeah. say Coke. You even know what? I feel like a Snickers bar. They'll send you, you one. You, you, uh, you were even just talking about Stan then. I couldn't have said that when I was at Triple J. I couldn't have said it while I was hosting. So it's exciting times. Really? Yeah. It's, well, it's mate, mate, you know what it's like. We mate, didn't even have milk in the, mate, in the fridges because I don't want to spend taxpayer money on milk. Mate, I remember having a conversation <laughs> with Rosso where I described my favourite chocolate bar as a chocolate-coated honeycomb piece. <laughs> this is always yeah. thing just can't we just say violet crumble? <laughs> Mez, it's always nervous, though, when we have someone in who's worked for the ABC because, you know, Chris Taylor from The Chaser has cost us sponsors before. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Because he comes in and slags them off. Right? So he just goes, oh, I could say anything I like about corporate sponsors, so why don't I just call them all criminals? No, mate. Don't do that. Uh, Matt, I have seen uh, your first episode of The Other Guy on Stan, and it is tremendous. It's a it's a dramedy. It's very funny, but it is it is very dramatic as well. Yeah, there's some realness to it, man. I mean, it's, a, it's about a pretty heavy uh, situation that the lead character, who I play AJ, has been thrust into. Um, and you know, we didn't want to make it just a gag fest cause that's just not how life works. You know, if, uh, if, uh, he's, he's just found out that his girlfriend's been cheating on him with his best friend, they all live together in the same house. So, you know, from the very first episode where you find him, he's in a, he's in a terrible place. Yeah. He's cruddy as. See, that, that's the first thing I noticed that, you know, you're in a share house, the, the premise is you're in a share house and your best mate sleeps with your girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Whereas you see, cause I'm a bit older than you, Matt, in the nineties, everyone was aware of that. That's what you did. <laughs> you know, you're in the nineties, you were just in some sort of weird communal sex party. It was kind of, but you know, obviously you took great offense to that. Uh, this, yeah. This, sorry, mate. Yeah. Some of us. <laughs> Some of us, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't grow up in the nineties. Weren't on the Gatorade saxophone all night. He's uh, <laughs> sipping on the Peter Brock tails, and uh... <laughs> Mate, so... you, it, it is based in in, a, in real events, though, isn't it? Real life uh, experiences. Look, there's definitely events that happen to to my character that uh, happen to me in real life. You know, that they, they, they run parallel with each other, and um, we wanted to keep it real. You know, keep it honest and keep it kind of. Kind of brutally true. Yeah, Mike, you know what? I was watching it, and at the end of it, it didn't really occur to me whilst I was watching it, but I said to the boys, uh, Liam and Matty, my producers, I said, reminds me of Secret Life of Us. And I mean that in the most respectful and complimentary way. Yeah. You know, because I, I could see my missus sitting down and watching that religiously. And I think it's great that you've got something that, you know, like as I thought it was kind of going to be like a bit of a dude fest. Mm. You know, it's about a guy who's broken up with a girl and, you know, 
but it's not. It's, no. It's, it's pretty universal. Well, I've, uh, what I like about it a lot is that um, my best friend in the show is uh, a girl called Stevie, She's who great. is just the loosest character that I've seen on just Australian so many, TV. For so, a... so many pills. <laughs> so many pills. Just <laughs> like I was going to go, hey, did she get a bunt in the first episode? <laughs> yeah, there's some shadow vision going on. Um, but she um, she's like, you know, by my character's side the whole time and doesn't give any Fs. She's just into, like, she's just, she's wanting to help him along, give him a push. And you kind of need that person when you're going through a rough time. Yep. Um, and you know, so, so there's a, there's a nice even balance and it's a platonic friendship, but there's, there's nothing behind it except for the fact that they're both. Wouldn't have been in the nineties. Pretty loose <laughs> in the, you know, they're, they're both pretty loose and they just want to try and get over this thing yep. together. Mate, we know that yeah, uh, we know that saying Netflix and chill. What's the Stan version? Is it Stan and quietly f- explore yourself? I mean, what is it? What? I can't remember what it is. We had Stan, it. Oh, that's right. Stan, no, Stan, Stan, find your hand. No, is it's it? it's Stan and Slam. Oh, <laughs> which is wow. not quite Aggressive. as subtle as Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not. We're, there's no point in worrying about. We're not dancing around the bush here. No, well, you are. It's, well, again, another '90s reference. Okay. The ABC was I View and I Spy. That was yeah, yeah. Um, so you've you've obviously you've written this, you've performed in as well, and you you a producer on this as well. Uh, I had some uh, really big, you know, I had some mm. say in it. Absolutely, because mm. I wanted to make sure that it was going to be, uh, you know. Honest, at least. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's things like, you know, just simple things like what would it actually be like when you have to wake up before 30 mm. um, on a, you know, to do a radio show when you haven't had any sleep and you, you know, well, well, fresh I saw from that. the club. I saw that. And you've done that before. So relatable. <laughs> so relatable. When you lie down and then the oh, alarm goes off and you oh, go, no. When you're laying on the floor <laughs> in the studio and you just go, can somebody just get me some cordial? Just get me some cordial. Get me some cordial. And somebody rolls up with a coffee cup. A cup of coffee with milk, and you go, no milk, <laughs> no milk. It was very relatable to yeah. everybody, I think. Yeah, no, so it was good. We got to make some cool decisions. I mean, you know, you know working with someone like Briggs, who uh, one of Australia's uh, finest at the he's moment, great. even though he's absolutely dragging me everywhere I go online, he kills me. He's great. Though. He plays my biggest troll, and then and then and then he just seems to decide that that's going to be his life character Spoiler now. Alert, mate. <laughs> In the first episode. Sorry, sorry. You just spoiled. Anyways, I just spoiler alerted myself. Yeah, that's okay. So, and you've got who else? The the girl that you mentioned. I'm not familiar with the Harriet Dyer plays uh, the my best friend Stevie in the show. She you might have seen her in Love Child and No Activity, which is also on Stan. She is genuinely the funniest ever. She's very good. I had to. Yeah, well, she is. She's most absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the most professional actors I've ever, ever worked with, you know, because she, she is one of the best. Yep. Until I had to do a new, nude scene in front of her. <laughs> okay. Until I had to, till I had to drop pant. Well, yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, all the laughs. Can't, <laughs> can't keep a straight face. You've, you've do have, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way, you do have two gigantic Maltesers as butt cheeks, don't you? <laughs> Just two big round chocolate. Do you know what the worst thing is? The worst thing is when you get your butt out on TV, I've never had to look at it. So you know what I mean? I've never seen it. I had to be the one that was like, what? Is that what it looks like? Were you you disappointed or impressed by it? I was was confused. It just looked like someone else's. You know what I mean? It's like when you hear your voice. Oh, you hear your voice on a voicemail and you're like, oh, that sounds awful. Wow. <laughs> what about the fact you're doing a nude scene there, Matt? And, you, you know, you have to, you know, you've got your butt in the air, as it were. But did you have to put all your junk in an orchie bottle? Oh, or mate, like no, it's a, it's a little sack. It's like a little, uh, it's a little bag Purse. that you put your, your, your earrings in. Like it's got what? a drawstring. You've got to like, because it's, you know, well, to make it one size fits all, you've what, got to you buy these things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not, you're not wearing them now. Are they called sack sacks? <laughs> yeah, they're they're ball bag ball bags. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're ball bag squared, mate. Um, but yeah, so you got to sort of you got to sort of put it all in there, and then you choke it off with the with the, with the, Why would you with do the that? cord. Well, you got to squeeze it tight with the cord. Maybe it should be called stand and choke it off. <laughs> Maybe what should be called that. Just very quickly, I want you to stick around, uh, Matt. But just before we do, you know, we're talking about your uh, acting credentials, and you have actually appeared on a. Australian screens before many people would know you from your incredible role in Sea Patrol. Also, X, I have a passenger. Take your hands off me! Hey, I have diplomatic immunity. Mr. Jacoby is our client. Diplomatic immunity? 
Mr. Tagobi's passport looks genuine, sir. Of course it's genuine, you stupid hey, woman. Back Diplomatic off. immunity. You see, Sailor, we're all friends here, right? We're all friends, except for we don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> we're all friends, but you're off to Nauru. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. I've got Matt O'Kine with me this afternoon. Joined this afternoon by actor and comedian Matt O'Kine. You might know him from uh, his days at Triple J doing breakfast. And now he's got the other guy on stand. It's a tremendous show. It begins when, Matt? When's it on? Launches tomorrow. So tomorrow. all episodes on air so you can smash it into your eyeballs. Oh, really? Can you ASAP. Go, go and watch the whole, the yep. whole whole thing cool. tomorrow. And you get 30 days free with Stan if you sign up, when you sign up. So so my advice is sign up, watch this show. No. Bail. That's no. what that's what Matt wrote no. that on a piece of paper, which his publicist no. outside is just going, oh, shoot him, <laughs> shoot him. Uh, mate, you are a very busy man. You've got a cooking show coming up on the ABC at another time. We're not going to promote that because that would be unfair to Stan. Uh, but you've also got... <laughs> You've also got um, gigs at the Enmore Theatre, Saturday and yeah, December mate. 9 for your live show, We Made You. Yep. Um, just heading back around uh, to a few spaces. I only got to do one gig this year because we were filming right in the middle of that. So want to give it a give it another red hot go. I'm about to head off to London as well, so I'll be in good form. I'm looking forward to coming back, doing uh, doing the shows in Enmore. Hey, very busy man, aren't you? Yeah, um, but it's not without its toll, you know. Sometimes you get to the point where you're like, can't do it. I'm, it's, I'm tired. Oh, please don't. Do not try to tell people that this is a real job. I mean, seriously, we're talking into two sticks. I've said this countless times. If we did this 300 years ago, we would be burnt at the stake. You've got a little mini fridge next to you here. Yeah, you man. Go. Dude, I've got a pinball machine out there with ACDC written on it. Just in case I'm not getting enough ACDC around Triple M, I can go and play it. This is how it works, mate. These are the kickbacks of commercial radio. This is where you've got to be, man. No, I know, I know. Radio. I only talk for I only talk for an hour, um, you know, on stage. But but no, it's been uh, it's been fun making the show because it is a learning curve. It is a complete learning curve. You never know what you're going to do. You never know where you're going to go. It's different places every single day. We, I mean, we, we you know we, we were supposed to film an episode of, um, well, one of the episodes of the show set in in, in Sri Lanka, and we you know we couldn't go there. So we just uh, hit so up. So where a... do you go when you can't yeah. go to Sri Lanka? Because I cannot think of a place in Sydney that looks a bit Sri Lanka. <laughs> Mate, we, do you, we, what we do you do? Bring Dilruk? Are you bringing Dilruk and go, Dil, Dil, we have got to hitch up. It, Where's a good spot? We filmed it in a motel in Terry Hills. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. The whitest place in Australia. No, look, look, there's palm trees there and stuff. Oh, look, we couldn't do it. You, 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 can you afford to... Fly a crew and cast Sri Lanka, mate. No, I wouldn't. I'd ride it else. We would have lost um, four days of just on the flight alone, you know. So, um, yeah, so, but you yeah. would have had delicious food when you got there, though. Actually, it was really nice. There was, there was a lady here. Who was stay, there was a lady who was staying at the motel who um, who was there for a funeral. Oh, and oh, uh, well, no, that wasn't nice, obviously. No. But she was like, I thought I'd just spend another day just hanging out. It's been quite stressful. And she's like, What are you guys doing? We're like, We're filming a TV show. And she's like, Oh, can I be in it? And we're like, Yeah, sit down. So she's sitting opposite us in the, uh, in, in, you know, in this big dinner scene and she's just looking around and she's like, I can't believe this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an extra from now on. This is the best. <laughs> and she's like, you've really changed, you know, turned my mood around. It was awesome. So and who knows? Who knows? You'd be collecting an Oscar one of these days. <laughs> well, did you pay it? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her advice. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's worth a fortune in itself. Do you, uh, do you miss radio, Matt? I mean, you, you did it for years at the Jays, but you're a stand-up comedian first. Do you miss speaking the mic? I do. I miss talking. Um, do you miss talking about your personal life? Oh, I mean, that's that's something, you know what it's like. That can get you in trouble sometimes. Damn right. It's it's a tough one um, because you you don't think about it. I'm not saying you, just I'm talking about a lot of radio presenters don't think about what's going to get you in trouble, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, there'd, be, there'd be mornings where I'd just, have, I'd just be like, oh, this would be a funny story. Talk on, uh, you know, yeah. just, just yap away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get home and, you, and your partner's like, why the hell was Jan from Accounts asking me why I'm sucking the toothpaste straight out of the toothpaste thingy? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought every other people did that. I thought it was funny. She's like, you can't tell people stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't, I've, I don't have that kind of problem in my house. I really don't. Now, now it's for me, Matt, it's with my kids. I've got to be careful about what I say about my children. Oh, why? Are, are, they, are they annoyed or you just don't want to like get them in trouble? No, because they're, they're massive fans of the show. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, feel free to hit us up on socials. Um, but they, if, if I, if they hear me talking about them 
and I'm using them for content because, quite frankly, I own them. So I should be able to. <laughs> They're a tax write-off. Um, so, oh, so this, it's the only time where it's okay to own another human is when you're a parent, right? And if, but if they kind of hear about themselves on radio, they get quite self-conscious. Oh, and yeah. so I've got to be careful that if I do stories that, you know, I'm clear about what they do. My missus stopped caring a long time. Matt. Never, never, ever says to me, why did you say that? She just, she, I'll literally be, I'll go home and wait for her to say, why did you say that? And she just looks at me and goes, child. Matt, what, <laughs> what Mez is trying to say is that he's made his kids cry. They, they're oh, sitting in the car, driving home between car. four and six, <laughs> and really? he's made them cry by sharing stories. <laughs> And then to make it worse, I played Nickelback. I was like, oh, oh. as if the, everyone's as if the knife wasn't deep enough. You had to twist it as well. <laughs> that just upsets everyone. Yeah. Even my mum complains. Yeah. Oh, it's not right. Matt O'Kind, you've got a brand new show. I genuinely suggest people go and have a look at this. It's on Stan. It's called The Other Guy. It begins tomorrow on the streaming service. You can get Stan. It's very cheap and very affordable to do it. And also, too, you can get a 30 day trial. If you don't like it, just. But you will but like you it. You'll love it. Thanks, Eve, for uh, having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Best it. of luck. See you again next time. See, See you up. when you're working here. Bye. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts and starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people, and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick, I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Merrick's Jury of a Brewery. If you don't drink beer with food, I borderline think you're Al-Qaeda, frankly. Perhaps a bit extreme, Mess. Too much? Merrick's taking you to Wayward Brewing Company Sunday, August 20, 104.9 Triple M. Yeah, absolutely. Join me and other like-minded, curious minds. You invited a preacher yesterday. Is he a preacher? Yeah. I knew he was massively into God. Yeah. That's right, he is a preacher. He's a preacher. That's right, because I said he's going to come. What's his name, Steve? No. Erica. It's called Phil. (laughs) Uh, Terrific bloke. He he's going to do a sermon in the morning. No, oh yeah, he's going to do a sermon in the morning, and then yeah. he's going to come to the pub. Then he's going to come to the the pub, and then he's going to go back, and he's going to have a hundred, and then he's going to go back, and he's just going to talk about water and wine, but he's going to change it to water and beer. <laughs> Look, I mean, who's he going to get in trouble with? The boss. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a turn if you make that up. He'll be all right. Anyway, <laughs> the rest of us are going to be joining Peter Phillip, who is our brewmaster. He, uh, of course. Is the head brew at uh, the Wayward Brewing Company in Camperdown. And we're going to go and learn how to make beer. And then we're going to learn how to enjoy beer responsibly. But we're going to trial a few. It's going to be a good time. And I would like somebody else to come and join us. And you can bring a friend, of course, as I've said uh, before. Um, and today, because it is kind of, it's an excursion. It's it's a grown-up Adults excursion. don't get to go on excursions. No, that's what this is. Yeah. It is an excursion. that I, As you know, Liam, I've been, mm. I've been trying to get this up for quite some time, mm. a couple of years. Yeah. And it's been scaled back. Originally I had an idea to go to Tasmania. And then remember that? <laughs> and then we looked at the triple M budgets and now we're going just around the corner. So <laughs> there you go, Miss. No issues. As you scale back your effort levels. Yeah, but you know what? I haven't scaled back my enthusiasm. <laughs> no, you haven't. No. You're very enthusiastic, especially right. said when they said, Yeah, we can do that tour of the brewery you want to do, Mez? Yeah, exactly. What's the best excursion you remember from your childhood lamb? Oh, do you know what? This is, uh, we, we did a, uh, we went to the War Memorial in Canberra. That's good. It's a cool excursion. Yeah, that's it sounds a good nerdy, one. but no, it's man, actually quite awesome. interesting. I made my family do that last year for a family excursion. But then, I mean, the other one, when you're a kid, oh, when you get to go to the chocolate factory, you just think, oh, this is the best thing ever. Not my school. Oh. You know, we went to a sewage treatment plant. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Different kind of chocolate. What was that? It was chocolate. <laughs> rivers and rivers of chocolate. And I said, get Augustus uh, out there. Order this chocolate. And I said, don't eat Augustus. And I've got the mouthful. I, Augustus, 
Mate, why did you go the to the worst surgery? chocolate? <laughs> I'm in the river of chocolate. Get my mama. I'm stuck in the tube. Anyway, he died. Why did you go to a sewage treatment facility? Because we had a subject at my high school, which, wait for it, this is not even a joke. It was called water. And we studied water and mm. things to do with water. And as part of that, we went on a excursion to a sewage treatment plant. But wait, wait for it. This is where it got good, right? On the way back, I chatted up a classmate, and her and I had a little bit of an after-school pash. Bang! Picked up on a school excursion. <laughs> the pheromones of the raw sewerage just Mate, got you going. Didn't need a lot. I was 14. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I got to go into a slaughterhouse and go, you know what? I'm feeling a bit... Feeling a bit so tell me about the first average. kiss you had at school. Well, we'd just been to a sewerage, kiss, sewerage treatment plant. Oh, where, where, where was the first one? In the abattoirs? No. <laughs> Scouts. <laughs> Joke, joke, massive joke, massive, massive joke. What you three five three? Change of subject. I mean, uh, let's get into some calls. Let's tell us about excursions that you went on as a kid. Your best excursion, your worst experience at excursion, whatever it was. Whether you went somewhere great, you went somewhere crap. Maybe there was an incident. I once went to the zoo, and somebody bumped their pencil case over the enclosure into the meerkat enclosure. And being me, I went. I've got this, lobbed the fence, couldn't get out, <laughs> stuck in the meerkat enclosure, just getting eyeballed by tiny man rats. <laughs> One triple three five three. give us a call now. Tell us about your school excursions as a kid. This Sunday, we're heading off to the Wayward Brewing Company in Camperdown to go and learn how they make beer and then sample a few afterwards. It will probably take several hours. I've certainly put uh, some time aside myself. Would love you to come along. Take I told my wife last night that I was. That what did she I, say? That I had to go to. A, I said go? I had to work on Sunday. Right. And then I said it was going to be at a brewery. That's so good. How good is it when you can say that? That's your job. <laughs> uh, go to work Sunday. Oh really? Yeah. Down to the brewery. Oh poor you, Miss. That's what I got. Anyway, uh, somebody might be joining us. Might be. Roger, in Freshwater, talking about excursions, because this is an adult excursion, but talking about, you know, your childhood excursions for school or for whatever else. Roger, in Freshwater, how are you, Rog? Yeah, not too bad, mate, yourself? Yeah, very good indeed. All right, what was your experience? Uh, so, basically, mate, um, school excursion to the um, Domain in, oh, yeah, one of those um, Australian museums there, mainly the Domain. Yeah. Um, going outside for lunch with the year group, mate, and a um, few students started sort of eyeballing another another group of uh, another school across the way, mate, and... Before you know it, it was a massive and massive food fight and teachers in the middle of it. Punches just thrown, mate, and got a bit out of hand pretty quickly. Oh, okay, well, that's <laughs> that just sounds like a school punch-up. <laughs> well, mate, it was... Um, it's less excursion and, and more kind of, I don't know, assault is the way it sounds. Yeah, well, the art teachers weren't too impressed, mate, you know. Yeah. Well, sadly, you were one of the teachers, Roger. That's why <laughs> it was a bit of a problem. <laughs> the students had done it. would be different. Dave and Panini, g'day, mate. Hello, guys. Where did you go for an excursion? World Expo 88, all those big, massive world exhibits up there on the Gold Coast in Brisbane, I think it was. I went there. I did World Expo 88. We're both yeah. old. Well done. Ma- ma- massive event for Australia. Um, I only got as far as New Zealand. A mate of mine said to me, he said, I dare you to kick that stuffed kiwi, and I did, and he <laughs> kicked the head off it. So that was as far as I got, straight back on the bus. And that was it. And That, that was it. They had um, two things there I remember from World Expo. It was the New Zealand Pavilion was the best, which astonished everybody, mainly the Kiwis. And <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't get into it, Dave, because you remember there was massive lines to get into it. Huge lines, yeah. yeah. So what we did is we went around the back to the exit, and then we when we walked up to the exit point, there was somebody there, and we go, oh, where's Jeremy? And they go, oh, I don't know. Where's Jeremy? And they go, and they go, what? And we go, oh, I've left my little brother. He must be back inside. And they go, well, quickly go back inside and get him. So we went through the exit all the way through the exhibition. That's how it's done, mate. Mm. Yeah, was it, was it worth it? Yeah, of course it was. And then I went on the Titan, the ride there, 14 times in a row. Mm. And then I vomited on my pants. Anyway, mm. move on. Adam in Winona. G'day, mate. Uh, g'day. Uh, America, can I just say your uh, mullet in the 80s was outstanding. Mate, I had a cup. I had rat's tails in the eighties. <laughs> what was Mate, that? Uh, we we had an excursion, uh, probably nineteen seventy nine. Uh, Bullens Animal World. Did you ever go there? No, no. But it sounds good. It sounds like it it's shut down. Good. It sounds good. I haven't heard anything sound more like it's been shut down than Bullens Animal World. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, my, my mate looked like John Danbury. He had these really big, thick Coke bottle gogs. 
And um, anyway, he was teasing the shit out of this little monkey and on the cage. And the monkey leant through the cage and grabbed his dogs from the front and pulled it into the cage and smashed them into a million yes. pieces. And then yes. proceeded to work out with the frames by bending them. So, And we're pretty poor and that. So he was out on the outside crying with, you know, when you take off Coke bottles, it makes your eyes look really small. No, I don't so. never worn them, but I do think it's pretty, yeah, but I know what you mean though. He's got little ferret eyes now. Yeah, yeah that's good. Adam, you're in the running. Stay on the line. I wonder there. if Bullen's Animal World shut down because they Just. had monkeys attacking the patrons. I don't know, but I like, I'm going to do some research on Bullen's uh, Animal World because that could be the next excursion because <laughs> I like the idea of animal attacks. Let's get to Mark in Penrith. Hello, Mark. How you going, mate? All right, where'd you go for excursion? Went up to Bathurst for a week of the school when I was 10. Is this Mark's Last case? day. What's that? No, you're all right, Mark. Keep going, mate. <laughs> um, the last day, we all got on the bus. Um, the place we stayed was on um, Conrad Strait. Yeah. So we come out of there and the bus did a lap of Mount Panorama. We got up the top and he did 180 k's in a bus with 56 kids <laughs> and no seatbelts. Down Conrod State, just to give us all a thrill. <laughs> that's that's how old I am, mate. <laughs> Holy Jesus, 180 down there. 180 in a bus. Are you talking like a, like a Greyhound bus or like one nah, of the minivan? It's going to be coaster. Bus would never get up that fast. Yeah, down Conrod Strait, Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> what year was this, well, Mark? He told us it was 180 k's. Yeah, he told you 180. <laughs> Mate, that thing would have got speed wobbles and shook itself to death. Oh, it was shaken. So are we. Oh, I bet you were, mate. Oh. Mark, how would you like to come on Sunday to come and have a couple of uh, brews down at the uh, at the brewery, the Wayward Brewery? Yeah. Sounds good to me. See if we can't see if we can't recreate that shaky feeling for you. Jesus. <laughs> well, any bloke who's been down Conrad Street at 180 k's, possibly in a school bus. <laughs> Is somebody that we need to talk to. See you there on Sunday, Mark. All right, mate. Good on you, chap. Well, there's been another blow-up about Australia Day and whether or not it should be moved. It's a very contentious issue, January 26. Should Australia Day be celebrated on that day? Should we have a, a more a day of reverence as opposed to a day of celebration on that date? It does actually uh, It commemorates the, the First Fleet arrival in Sydney Harbour and for some people, obviously, our Indigenous members of our community, some of them find it offensive hmm. because to them it recognises a change of times, not for the better. A tag uh, invasion day. Yeah. Hmm. some And not all Indigenous people no. call it invasion day, but several do. And now here's the thing, right? It is always going to be a contentious issue. I have thoughts on it. I personally, I don't like the idea of having a day that makes our traditional custodians feeling uncomfortable. They've mm. been here for 65,000 years. I reckon they've got a fair handle on it and we're doing pretty good before white man came here. I get that. But also too, when a council decides that it is going to make its prerogative to change events on that day, I start to wonder. And that's gonna, what's happened. Yeah. Okay. So the council in Melbourne, surprise, surprise, Yarra council has voted to refer to Australia Day as January 26th. This has all been voted in until another more appropriate term is adopted nationally. What? Okay. I mean, look, I'm all for changing Australia Day. I've got mm. no problem with that. If we want to celebrate another day, no problems. I've even got a date in mind. But until then, we you deal with what you can't, you can't just, it's like saying Christmas is not the 25th. It just is. Mm. They've also voted to stop holding citizenship ceremonies on January 26th. How dare you? That doesn't give new Australians the opportunity to register on a day when they would otherwise, by right, mm. be able to register. You're denying people. That's not fair. Uh, they've voted to hold a small-scale, culturally sensitive event featuring a smoking ceremony that acknowledges the loss of culture, language, and identity felt by Aboriginal community on January 26th. 100%. No dramas there. That is a great thing. Support it. Another one. Adopt a, wait for it, in quotes, communications plan that focuses on broader community education to help people better understand Aboriginal community experiences of January 26th. What the shit does that mean? Yeah. And means this comes to me, that's just, that is council rhetoric from a bunch of people who I quite frankly think that the council is looking to be seen to be proactive, mm. but are they beyond their charter? Yeah. 
particularly changing whether or not people can take a citizenship test on that day, that's beyond your charter. Yeah. And this comes a day after the federal government wrote to Malcolm Turnbull and his yes. government wrote to every single council in Australia yes. warning them not to basically mess with Australia Day and the date and don't use it for political motivations. If we want to change it, fine. Have a referendum. Do it if you like. I, I don't mind that. But you change that as a nation. You can't have breakaway councils like Yarra Council. As I say, I suspect looking to be seen to be doing something more than actually the conviction of that belief. I, I don't see that. But you do that uniformly. You do that as a nation. That's why it's Australia Day, not Yarra Council Day. Mm. Um, so look, like I said, Personally, I don't like anything that makes people... I, I support Indigenous people 100% if they mm. would like to see a change of date. I respect that. Wouldn't have a problem. As I said, I've already put forward a date, suggested, 9th of May, because that uh, commemorates the opening of Parliament in Australia in 1901 when we first became our own nation and we had our Parliament opened. That would be a date that I would put forward. Well, and obviously you've got strong opinions about it. And the other person who's got strong opinions about it is Malcolm. our Prime Minister, Malcolm oh. Turnbull, who hit back during uh, Parliament today yeah. about this. this. On Australia Day, we celebrate this most remarkable nation of 24 million Australians that, that, that has the oldest human civilization in the world of our first Australians, 65,000 years old, and our ceremonies and our celebrations on Australia Day begin with an acknowledgement to country, a welcome to country, and conclude with the newest Australians. We bring all that together in a day that is uniquely and proudly Australian. And that is why, Mr Speaker, my government and every government before me in this House has urged Australians to celebrate Australia Day, to get behind it, to be proud of it, to be committed to it. And that is why, Mr Speaker, the decision recently of the Yarra Council is utterly out of step with Australian values. They are seeking to take a day which unites Australia and turn it into one which divides us. Well, he's obviously got some pretty strong opinions as well. best. Yeah, he's, uh, he's right on it. Uh, look, I'm with him. He's the PM. And he has the authority to get these things in motion. Uh, one council, a breakaway council, should just have a look at what it is. It's yep. a council. And in some countries, they don't even bother with those municipal councils. Yeah. And interestingly, so they should not be trying to pull sway. If you want to lobby the government, there's this one. There's one of their initiatives was to consider ways to lobby the federal government to change the date of Australia. Consider ways to lobby the federal government. How about you just state yourself and say <laughs> we will lobby the federal government? You've said considered yeah. ways. What's the ambiguity there? Just do it or don't do it. But don't tell people that whether or not they can become a citizen on a certain day in your electorate. You are a council, Yarra. Yeah. A council. And there's one of the concerns as well, um, Mayor Amanda Stone of the uh, Yarra, Yarra Council. The concern is, and she spoke on the ABC this morning, was that the lack of consultation with their ratepayers. Exactly. She said, she admitted to the fact they only actually consulted no. about 300 members. They're just in their tiny little ratepayers. social group. And here's the, uh, we should also point out too that I, I believe part, part of me says cynically that Malcolm Turnbull was on this bandwagon to throw up a bit of a smokescreen about marriage equality because that issue is blowing up in his face. He's gone, oh, 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 that's a hot cake. Oh, look over here. Here, Australia Day, Australia Day, bad council, bad council, and everyone agrees, bad council. Look, this, I, I guarantee you, by next year, I reckon we will see by Australia Day, we'll see one council in Sydney will do something similar to this. And it will either be Sydney City Council, but I doubt it because I don't think Clovermore will want to take on a, a national footprint like that with, it, with that conversation. But the Inner West, my council, oh. Inner West Council, I reckon they would be absolutely ripe for a little bit. How, I'm not bagging them out. I'm just saying that that is the... The electorate itself would probably support this more than many other electorates. Be interested to see what our listeners think if their council made the similar decision to Yarra Council. Yep. What do you think? If it was your council, if your council decided that they were just going to deny people citizenship on that day because they, some of their members thought it was a good idea, how would you feel? How would you feel if your council said you can't celebrate it in a way that you would traditionally do it? Or do you believe that any celebration of any kind on that day should be shut down until there is a referendum? Or well, made that decision change? without with lack of consultation of you? Yeah, that's council, mate. That's what they do. They changed bin night one time. What was that about? Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor.
Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on podcast one called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on podcastone.com.au. Day two of Rantathon. Yes, I was bitching about Sydney's prices of everything. Today, talking about councils, Yarra Council in Melbourne has uh, voted to refer to Australia Day as January 26 until another more appropriate term is adopted nationally, but what I find uh, out totally out of line is they will stop holding citizenship ceremonies on January 26. Who do you think you are? You are a council. Absolutely, we should be respectful. Absolutely, we should be having debate about whether or not we should celebrate January 26 at all. 100% I support that. But you are a council and Malcolm Turnbull agrees. On Australia Day, we celebrate... This most remarkable nation of 24 million Australians that, that, that has the oldest human civilization in the world, here, our first Australian, 65,000 years old, yes. and our ceremonies and our celebrations on Australia Day begin with an acknowledgement to country, a welcome to country, and conclude with the newest Australians. We bring all that together in a day that is uniquely and proudly Australian. And that is why, Mr Speaker, my government and every government before me in this House has urged Australians to celebrate Australia Day, to get behind it, to be proud of it, to be committed to it. And that is why, Mr Speaker, the decision recently of the Yarra Council is utterly out of step with Australian values. They are seeking to take a day which unites Australia and turn it into one which divides us. And if Australians don't want to celebrate Australia Day, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem. If you're not into it, no dramas at all there. But I don't like the idea of councils telling their electorate how they should behave on a certain day when they have no authority to do so. It's out of line. Who do they think they are? Bob, in the Blue Mountains, mate, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, number one, Mez, great show. Um, Thank you, mate. I just to say, completely agree with you about councils being a bit too big for their boots. Yep. Uh, we should have a day that we that we do celebrate. I think it should be a day that people can get along with. Um, mm. I'd suggest 3rd of March. And uh, the reason why is because that was the day the Australia Act was passed and Australia actually became an independent federation, federated nation of our own right. 3rd of March, 1986. Yep. Um, that was the day we actually became our own nation and free from any sort of English influence. Yep. So if you're looking for a day that actually didn't offend anyone, uh, that's the day that Australia actually became an independent nation. 3rd of March, mate. Yep. Or Look, mate, you, there's so many dates I'd be happy with. I don't need it to be on the 26th of January. No, uh, that's right. It doesn't have to be a specific, no, we, a particular day. It's just got to be a day we can all get along. Yeah, we're, and we can all celebrate Australia, and that means every single person. It's got to be open to every single person who lives here. Uh, but you could call about councils. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to, I'm not going to go on another rant, but when the Sydney City Council makes decisions about infrastructure in the heart of a city and cuts off one of the two major arterials through <laughs> a city of four and a half let's, million people to suit people who live in an electorate based around Haymarket. Let's, let's, let's bring it back to, I know you could go on a rant about oh, councils. Let's bring, tomorrow, it, let's bring tomorrow, it back to Australia. This show's <laughs> changing, everyone. Remember when it used to be funny? No, no, that's finishing. We're not doing funny anymore. At five o'clock every day, I go on an insane rant until they take me off. Mick and Riverston, g'day, mate. How are you guys? Very good. good Mick. What do you think about Australia Day? Mate, I'm a first-generation Australian. I was born in a town that actually has an Aboriginal name, Wagga Wagga. My dad's British. My mum's Kiwi. Uh, I believe this country is built on trials and tribulations, and that is the day that we celebrate it. Uh, what I find, though, is the people that do have a problem with it are the only ones causing an issue and don't really have a solution to the problem. They come out and they stomp their feet, but don't really offer a solution. The first person I ever heard come up with a date that we should change it to was you, Merrick, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's the thing. is it's, it's, the, the council, the Yarra Council, all I hear is rhetoric there, but no actual no solutions. And the, the very fact they let themselves down with one uh, piece of, uh, of advice, or not advice, but uh, one of the things that they consider as an action was when they said, 
consider ways, they voted on this, to consider ways to lobby the federal government to change the date of Australia. What are you doing? Just do it. Don't consider it. Mm. It's unnecessary. And then, you know, a classic case of, look how much we're doing. We've created a hashtag. Yeah, they said officially support the change the date campaign. Hashtag. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Change the date. Hashtag. Shit out of it. I don't care. But just for a council to say, you know what we've done? We've, we're going to officially support the change yeah. the date campaign with support the hashtag. You're talking about supporting a hashtag. Yeah. Why don't you set up a, an indigenous refu- uh, a refuge or something like that for indigenous people? Why don't you actually go and do something? Why don't you spend the money? Uh, yeah, no, and a big concern, yeah, as we yeah. as we said before, Mez, that big, real big concern is that lack of consultation with their ratepayers. That's the, right. The mayor admitted to the fact they probably only consulted about 300 ratepayers. They consulted our, our Indigenous um, community groups yeah. within their, yeah, uh, the council. But and that's good. They should. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should. But so should our national leaders as well. Mm. They should be in constant consultation. And we should, I think, personally, we should very much consider either a referendum or a change of date. Anyway. Good time no, for one more call, Mez. Oh, man, I'm really on the rant wagon at the moment. I apologise. I hate myself. Rebecca from Hornsby might calm you down a bit. Hi, Beck. I don't think I am going to calm you down, Mez. I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you on it. Um, I actually study Aboriginal culture at uni. Yep. Um, and I have no Aboriginal in me. I just, you know, it was sort of something that I was like, you know, I'll, I'll see what it's all about. Yeah, there's nothing wrong um, with that. Learning about Indigenous culture is one of the greatest things you can do as an Australian, yeah, particularly definitely. if you're not Indigenous. Definitely. I look 100% agree with you. And the thing is that I'm kind of, I'm kind of not happy with Malcolm Turnbull either with his comments on it. I understand that he's happy, he wasn't happy with it, but he's sitting there saying that, you know, we have people here, who people in our country that have been here for over 65, you know. Thousand years. Yep. Thousand years, yep. yep. But the thing is, is that when we first came here, we just considered them flora, flora and fauna. They weren't even considered people. No, that's right. Terra Nullis. Now, this is where I'm like, how about, why can't we just do it on the day that we actually consider them people? And we actually considered everyone to be an Australian who was actually a person. Okay. That's so, my thought on it. Yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting because then you can't have uh, the celebration of Federation, which is the 1st of January 1901, because Aboriginals were not acknowledged in our first no. declaration, so it can't they be that uh, for me. That can't be that date. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm just thinking. I was, my thought is is that they are so important to our history and everything. And yeah. Let's choose a day where you know what we're all considered human. We're all considered people, and we all are considered, you know, it's, to be a part of this great community. Yep. Um, I mean, they they're still quite heavily discriminated against now, of and course. you know, you, you look at it and you're like, you know. Just to take just take one day, just one day and go, you know what? Let's celebrate absolutely everyone, yep. including you, would be absolutely fantastic. Here's, here's another idea, and this will be quite wacky to a lot of politicians, Rebecca. How about the government consults Indigenous people, a community of Indigenous people, a quorum, if you like, of Indigenous leaders, and ask them, which day do you think it would be a good day to move to? Maybe just ask yeah. Indigenous people what they think about it. Maybe they've got some opinions. The thing is, is that they won't. No. Nah. Mm. Well, here's the other thing too. Malcolm Turnbull right now, as I said, I, part of me believes that he's just gone, oh, look over here. We're not talking about marriage equality today. Let's mm-hmm. take it off the off the map for a day. You okay, Miz? Uh, no more ranting. Very shortly, I'm going to speak to Dave Reynolds, V8 supercar driver, and uh, of course, they're racing at Eastern Creek, and I will have a chat to him, and I'll ask him about electric cars whether or not he'll ever drive one, and whether or not the drivers talk about that changeover, which may actually happen sooner than you think, where they go from V8 petrol-driven <laughs> power into... That's because that's the sound they make. Up the straight. Amazing take. Up the straight. Here comes the Prius up the straight. <laughs> Look at that overtaking manoeuvre. <laughs> Through the cutting. <laughs> we'll get to that. But to lighten the mood after two days of ranting at five o'clock... I've got a Sydney crime and brief. This is where I go right around the clock. I look at the serious crimes that are not really very serious, or some of them are, around Sydney, and I give you a crime report. Crime. It's filthy. And this city has a seedy underbelly of filthy crimes. But one man is prepared to do nothing about it. Merrick Watts, Crime City. Marimba. Isn't that just Abbotsford? A pocket Pomeranian called Gizmo was stolen from a Warimba cafe in broad daylight. Two men snatched Gizmo from the cafe. Because it takes two men to steal a Pomeranian? Really? 
whilst its owner was attempting to pay $85 for some smashed avocado on toast. Clearly not a homeowner. Police released CCTV footage of the theft. Gizmo was later found safe and well. I'm sorry, how is this a crime? If anything, Gizmo should be charged with impersonating a dog. A pocket Pomeranian? Seriously? Charge the owner as well. Engadine. Officers were called to a home in Engadine on Saturday night after a woman found a koala had broken into her home. The curious marsupial made itself comfortable inside and when she couldn't work out what to do, called police. The animal, which was off its head on gum leaves and shitting like a monkey after a vindaloo, attempted to have sexual relations with a child's novelty backpack that resembled another female koala it knew from Heathcote. Police had no other option but to... Call wires! Sorry. Wow, wrong sound effect. Prestons. Police are investigating after they allege two men with their faces covered by the hands walked up to the drive through area of the Preston's McDonald's just after 2am, carrying what appeared to be guns. They called for the female shop assistant to open the window, but the store manager saw what was happening and told staff to lock themselves in an office and call the police. The two men ran off and police were unable to locate them. One man was wearing grey tracky pants and a black hooded jumper. The other man was wearing a black and white hooded jumper and black pants. Police are looking for two well-coordinated dressers who may have had the following conversation. Hey, what are you wearing to the robbery? I don't know. What are you wearing? I don't know. Me neither. Mm, Maybe just a hoodie and some tracky dacks? Me too. I'll tell you what I'm not wearing. A mask. I'm just going to use my hands because I'm a... Idiot. Yeah, me too. Do the crime, do the time. Merrick Watts, Crime City. Merrickville. 104.9 Triple M. Well, this weekend is round nine of the Virgin Australia Supercars Championship. The Red Rooster Sydney Super Sprint at the Creek. Eastern Creek, that is, of course, from Erebus Penrite Racing, is the number nine driver, uh, David Reynolds. And he'll be fighting to move up the ladder a little bit and get ahead of old Craig Lowndes. Lounsey, <laughs> Dave welcomes me on the phone now. How are you, Dave? Good man, how you going? Very good. Are you excited about getting to the creek? I know that it's it's a very favoured track by a lot of uh, race car drivers. Is it? Why is that? Well, because <laughs> because it's it's a purpose built track. You know, I know that you got some of you guys love street tracks, but it's it's a purpose built yeah. raceway. Yeah, mate, I, I love street tracks, but um, that's a, like Eastern Creek's a good one because it's fast and flowing, and you know, there's a there's a lot of tyre deg there, so like the tyres wear out really quick. So um, you know, there's a real big strategy part. Come, comes into play when you're racing. So, um, yeah, there's many different assets to that that track. Do you have Do you have a, a favourite track, or do you have several that you kind of all you know you like? But is there one that really stands out for you? Um, oh, if, if you if you ask that question to all the drivers, they all say the same Bathurst. Yeah, I think that's. A good... <laughs> but after Bathurst, you know, I love the Gold Coast. I love um, I love the street tracks. So like Townsville, even Darwin's really cool. It's not a street track. But... Is it because you enjoy shunting people into walls? Is that the reason why I don't? <laughs> Well, uh, no, I go good at those tracks. Yeah. And you like the ones you go good at. <laughs> and, and you can... don't like the ones you go you go, you go terrible at. <laughs> but you know with those with those street tracks though, though, seriously, with the walls there though, do you do you have to change the way you think because you've got to be careful because if you go into a wall, it, it can it literally just be race over on something reasonably innocuous whereas on a, 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 a track like the creek, you might spin off and get back in. Yeah, exactly. Um oh, you, you just you just have to, like in practice, you just have to sneak up on it a bit on a street track where yeah. on the, um, you know, permanent circuits, you just go flat out straight away from, you know, practice one. But in saying that, I've done this, I've done this a while now and I always think the concrete, like uh, barriers at the street tracks, they initially you think they're like um, styrofoam yep. until you hit one and yep. you realise they don't move. No, they're kind of hard. I'm said serious. You, you don't even think of it as a solid wall, but... You yeah. do once you hit it. Yeah, until until the is it when the when the G forces the reverberation goes through your entire body. Is that when yeah. you you kind of register that they're hard? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it was, like I've had a I've had a crash on um, Gold Coast a few years ago. It happens that fast that you don't really notice it, but until you've 
until it's all over, and you're like, geez, that was big. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> and the... then you get out and your car's all stoved and you're like, oh, what have I done? Yeah, and you just get, oh, God, I feel for... sorry for the blokes who have to repair that. I'm just going to go exactly. and get myself a Calippo and I sit down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm due for a tea. <laughs> exactly. Mate, the uh, qualifying issue reared its head uh, on the weekend uh, because, uh, sorry, the last race uh, before this weekend, the Queensland Raceway, uh, Scotty McLaughlin began um, a pretty good session and towards the end of it, he encountered a long train of cars cruising out of the pits. Yeah, uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, and he got held up and he said it was a bit too sketchy to try and find the gaps in the traffic. What are yes. your thoughts on a solution to the, the qualifying issue? Well, it, it, when it happens to Scott, it doesn't matter. He's probably going to be on pole anyway. Yeah, okay, all right, fair call. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was just a kind of unique track because we had 30 cars and that's been probably the first time in a long time we've had that many cars trying to um, qualify. Um, but you know, you just you, the smaller tracks, you're always going to have dramas like that. So, um, and and Scott goes, he goes out of sync as well. So most most teams try and go in sync with everyone, so that way would, they don't incur traffic. But he goes out of sync. What does so he do that? Always, Is he just a pain in the ass? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Like, uh, it must be to do with timing and his yeah. temperatures and whatnot. So, you know, obviously he's on pole, so we should we should probably follow suit. <laughs> Mate, the um, we as kind of mug punters, you know, we're kind of bracing ourselves, and we're seeing it now. You know, the slow introduction of electric cars. Now we see yeah. them. You know, street you see a, a, a Prius, which is a hybrid, but then you know we're starting to see the Tesla cars a lot more often here in Sydney. Uh, yeah. You guys, I mean, obviously it's going to be something you guys would talk about about the the future of racing, whether or not it's going to embrace electric cars. What do you guys think about this, and what do you talk about as race car drivers? Uh, and V8 supercar drivers, what do you what do you think about electric cars? Well, to be honest, I I drove a Tesla um, probably about a year ago, and it was fantastic. They fly. Everything else, well, just everything else. Uh, when you stop at the lights, everything else seems so agricultural. Everyone's guzzling fuel and wasting petrol, and you know it's not very good for the environment. But as a as a pure racing driver, mm. I'm not sure if I'd I'd like it. I don't know why the sound and whatnot, it's not the same. But yeah, because it goes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to like uh, driverless cars. Really? What? Yeah. I hate traffic. It just tears me to bits. <laughs> it's not... And then think about it. You know, it eliminates drunk driving. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm all for that. The merit I... point's gone. Yeah. I'm all for Time's it. Time's gone. Yeah. Everything's gone. Look, How my... easy is that? No, absolutely. A robot could definitely replace my wife and she'd be wrapped for it. So... <laughs> Not wow. Okay, said that. Try and get that one passed. I think I didn't. I just said that into a microphone. Dave, uh, (laughs) thanks very much for your time. Good luck for the weekend at uh, Eastern Creek. Uh, There's three days of action uh, at the Red Rooster Sydney Super Sprint. You can get your tickets now from Ticketek, mate. Best of luck for the weekend. Try not to uh, go into any walls. There's not a lot of them there, so you'd have to find one on the straight. Thank you for visiting Merrickville and be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrick Villite. Merrick Villaman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.